Hey, Dad, can I get a dollar? A dollar? A dollar? Man, I got you. Come on. What's up, guys? It's your boy Gray and your boy Bizzle, and we are back in the house. Welcome to Dad. Can I get a dollar? I know we've been gone for a minute, but we back with the jump off. Had to take a little break. Went on a vacay. You know, had to celebrate my man's wedding. I'm very excited to. Uh, to be a part of his wedding. Shout out to Chino and Ashley. Um, but we are back in the studio and a lot has uh, transpired in, in two weeks time, man. So how's your, how's your two weeks been, Bizzle? Uh, it's been okay. It's been okay. Like anything exciting happened, you know, in, you know, roughly 14 days since uh, our last podcast. Uh, Yo, geez. EOGs, yeah, shout out to uh, to Bizzle, who crushed the EOGs, like Snoop crushed the buildings when he came through New York. Bizzle did a great job on his EOGs. Shout out to Bizzle, hand clap. Um, you know, I'm going to brag for you. I'm going to toot your horn. My man Bizzle scored in the 92 percentile dab. That's right, 92 percentile in English portion of his EOGs. Um, he correctly answered 41 questions out of 44. If we were playing basketball, bro, you were on fire. You were in the zone. I mean, talk to us. What was that like, man, when you was taking that test? Did you feel like, man, I got this or, or what? Because when we got the results back and I saw 41 out of 44, I was like, boy, that boy, he on fire. He good. It was, it felt very easy. It felt very easy. Well, you are a very smart young man. You study and you put yourself in good position. So, man, shout out to Bizzle, man, for knocking out the EOGs. He did a really good job in the math portion as well. So, not the 92% down, but he still did uh, over 50 percentile so very pr- very proud of him uh, out you know he uh, his marks were outpacing the state the district and his school so you know big ups to that man very proud of you my guy um, report cards um, AB on a roll again perfect attendance you know my man, he showed up to work every day with his lunch pail. <laughs> Didn't miss any days. Were there some times where you wanted to miss school? Maybe. Maybe. What gave you the drive to push through when you could have easily, like, you know, mailed it in? <laughs> uh, well, like, I knew I couldn't get perfect attendance if I didn't get there on time. So, like, like I got to be there. On time. Exactly. 
And this dude, he gets up at the crack of dawn, like five o'clock. He is up. So really, the uh, you know, the thing is, is I need to make sure I get up so we can get to school on time because I'm probably the one that causes uh, tardiness because I want to sleep. But Bizzle, he get he gets up so early. I got to get up. So, but uh, again, just proud of him. Overall, great school year. Um, fourth grade knocked it out, so he'll be heading into the fifth grade. So, man, time is moving. Time is flying. Um, but very again, very proud of you. I guess for myself, uh, man, just been a really good, really good week. Two weeks, I should say. Uh, like I mentioned before, my good friend, my homeboy, got married, and so, um. We, uh, well, they did a, uh, like a destination cruise. So destination wedding. So it started on the cruise ship. So they got married on the cruise ship. Um, the wedding was great. Um, we just had a lot of fun just getting, um, just, just being around good people, our friends and family. And we just had a good time and to see your best friend, um, you know, get married and see him happy. Uh, see the love from everyone. It was it was really um, really fun to be a part of and to see. Man, I'm really happy for my boy. And uh, we look fly in our suits, Bizzle. We took a lot of pictures. I, I think I was a designated photographer, de facto photographer, because I had my Galaxy S9, which is a really good camera on that phone. So the pictures look great, but. Man, we were we were looking sharp. So if you check out the um, you know Facebook, you'll see our pictures out there. We was looking fly, man. Your, your pop still got it, man. He can he can clean up a little bit. He cleaned up nicely, but uh, man, it was just an overall just a great time. And and so we started off in uh, New Orleans, New Orleans, but you know everybody call it New Orleans. So we uh, we got down there Friday, um, hung out Friday and Saturday. Just took in the city, man. Just hung out with our with our boys. Went down Bourbon Street, uh, ate some gumbo, ate some um, shrimp uh, po' boys, shrimp po' boys, uh, beignets. Um, man, just walking Canal Street, walking St. Charles Street. You know, man, just New Orleans is like a great city, and so we were just hanging out there. It was like a mini vacation it was like two vacations in one just spending that um that friday and saturday in New Orleans, and um just enjoy the city man the people are so wonderful food is great um you can't beat it man so i'm like trying to plan another trip just to go back to normals um so that was friday and saturday and then sunday um was the wedding day and so what we had to do we had like priority um, boarding, and uh, so we was able to get on a cruise ship a little bit early than the um, the rest of the um, passengers, uh, so we can get ready for the wedding. And um, like I said, the wedding ceremony was great; it was fun, had a good time. Um, and then we started to set sail. We um, departed from New Orleans, and we uh, visited. Uh, it was seven days. Um, 
Western Caribbean cruise. And so uh, we had two days at sea. And then on the third day, we made a stop in Honduras, uh, Mahogany Bay, Honduras. Um, we made a stop. The, sec- uh, the next stop was Belize. And then um, the final, not final, but the third port that we went to was Cozumel, Mexico. Um, and then we had another day at sea, and then we came back to New Orleans. Um, but it was fun because the water is so blue, it's so peaceful. Oh man, you want to sit on the beach and just chill and just take it all in. Um, one of the highlights for me was being able to go to uh, Mahogany Bay, Honduras, and uh, just see the countryside and also the resort that we went to where we could actually get out in the water in the ocean, jump off this 10-foot high cliff into the water. That was so much fun, man. Like, I took a video of it. I'm like, I did a dive, and then I did like a, a I don't know what, I just jumped up in the air and kicked my feet up in the air. I, I tried to do a flip, but I, was, I, don't, I don't think I had, I didn't do a good job. But it was just fun all the way around, man. Just just hanging out with uh, with your people, man. Just cutting up, just talking, and then just seeing your uh, seeing your best friend, you know, get get married, man. You can't beat that, you know. So, uh, highly recommend if you get a chance to uh, do a cruise, man. The food was great. I sil- I slept very uh, comfortably on the on the bed um, on the ship. I didn't think I would sleep that well, but Man, this was like Tempur-Pedic or something because I slept like a baby on that ship. No motion sickness at all. Um, everyone on the uh, you know ship was pretty was pretty cool. Everybody had a good vibe. Just you know, just trying to hang out, have a good time. But the highlights of uh, Honduras was just the beautiful uh, beaches, the beautiful water, the good food. Um, uh, our tour guide she took us uh, like a uh, countryside tour and so we all had a uh, we was on a bus we saw different parts and she gave us like a, a history of the, of the area and she was so nice and very uh, hospitable uh, so it was fun man um, another highlight of the trip was uh, going to Belize and we got off Belize we got off the port to go into Belize and it's like it was pretty cool it was pretty nice but then once you go outside the little area, that's when they look like, okay, we we in the real, real. This is not the tourist section right here. So <laughs> we had to uh, make sure we uh, uh, washed our back. But it was, it was still fun, though, overall. It was just fun, you know. So um, And then Cozumel, Mexico, that was cool. Um, I got a whole bunch of souvenirs there because the – um, the value of the dollar is, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty great there. So it was a good value. So I got a whole bunch of souvenirs that I brought back and that's what I gave people, you know, that's what I gave people from the trip. So, but man, it was, like I say, it was a great, great vacation. Glad to be back. Um, glad to have normal, uh, cell phone service, normal Wi-Fi service. So, you know, it was good to be back, and I missed uh, Bizzle because he didn't go. He stayed home uh, this time, so I was looking for him, and uh, 
I was like, man, let me get back to business, see how he's doing. So uh, that was about it, man. That, um, that was pretty much it. The vacay was was cool. The wedding was great. And now we're back taking care of business. What do you think about that, Biz? I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Um, what, what trip do you want to take? So, like I said, I did this trip. Um, but what's the trip that you want to take? I want to take a plane to Canada. Well, Toronto. Toronto. T-Dot. You want to go to T-Dot. Okay. Uh, we can make that happen. We can make that happen. We got to go during the summertime or in the spring or the summertime because it gets cold up in Toronto. So I don't want no parts of cold weather, like minus degrees and 10 inches of snow. So I'll pass on that. But all right. You heard it, folks. Bills wants to go to T-Dot. So when you hear um, when you hear a podcast. Uh, remotely, and you're like, yo, we live from Toronto, you know, it's because of Bizzle, so we're going to make that happen. You ready? Yeah. We can do that. Do that. Alright, man, let's jump into these uh, these segments. We'll be right back. It is your host, Bizzle. Dad right now is taking a little bit of a break, but he'll be back soon. Today, this segment will be about E3. Now, did I watch E3 a lot? No, I only watched the Nintendo one. Because, sadly, that was the only one I was able to watch because I had some things to do with the fam. But, recently, we've been announced. Basically, the whole Nintendo E3 was just Smash Bros. for the Switch. Now, I'm very hyped for this, mostly because of how long I've been playing Smash Bros. Two years. I know, not very impressive. But still, I'm very hyped for this as much as hundreds, millions, thousands of other people are as well. So, uh, I think Dad's going to come in with some questions. So, question segment or portion of of this E3 segment. Um, what were you, how, what was your initial reaction? You said you were hyped, but what was your initial reaction when you first heard the news that, um, so many characters were going to be like all the characters ever, right? were going to be available in the new Super Smash Bros. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, I was very excited. Now, I didn't go outside because it was burning that day, so I couldn't do anything. So I just went in the bathroom and closed the door, and I just started jumping up and down in joy. I didn't, I didn't say anything because I knew I would wake up Grandma. So I just stayed quiet. <laughs> you had to like, hold it in. 
It's like you. It's like you are selected. You know, uh, you, you were selected to to win something. You're like I can't tell no one right now, but it was pretty high. So, um, when is the timetable for this new Super Smash Bros? December. December. So, you know what that means, guys. Dad, can I get Super Smash Brothers for Christmas? It's already on the list. I've already put it down. So, I mean, he's made that very clear that he wants this game. So, Dad, can I get a dollar? Dad, can I get Super Smash Brothers for Christmas? So, I already know that's on your list. Uh, Another question I had about the Super Smash Bros. Who was your favorite character that you were looking forward to playing uh, with this new update? I love Florida Hard Question because I had many, well, I should say no mains because I played about every character in the game. Mm-hmm. Except for, you know, obvious ones like Duck Hunt and Little Mac for reasons that I will not specify because um, pretty embarrassing for what happened to me when I played them. But huh, that's a good question. I'll have to say Roy since he was the character that I played the most in the last Smash Brothers game. So I think I'll be playing him more. Okay, and for those you know non-gamers, who is Roy? Or what game does he you know uh, part of? What you know series, or whatever. Uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, okay, okay, got you. So we just want to make sure we're clear for the non-gamers out there. Uh, will this uh, change your? Let me ask you: Will this? Cha- will you continue to play the old Super Smash Bros? Or once this comes out, you're like good riddance to the to the old one. I'm I'm on to something new with this one. I'll still play the old one for like you know effect like uh, all these youngins got that new Super Smash Brothers with 64 characters. We I just remember back in the old days when we used to have 58 <laughs> and 12. Yeah, back in my day when I had to. Walk through ten inches and all. That's where you can say, <laughs> "I'm free, I'm free." So with um, with the with these characters, is there a, one more question? Is there like a character that you were uh, surprised that maybe not did not make the cut? Or yes, I'm still very sad that this character did not make it. That is while we well. Luigi? No. Waluigi. Why if in Luigi? No, I'm just kidding. It's a no. <laughs> I, I just can't pronounce the name. Oh, okay. I'm just devastated that it didn't make it in. I was. They brought in every. They brought in everyone. They brought in like one newcomer, which is the Inklings, which is okay. I I don't. I mean, like I play Splatoon, but I don't really care about it too much. Okay. And what system will this be on? The Nintendo Switch only. Okay, and you have the Nintendo. You have the Nintendo Switch uh, that you got for your birthday. So you you all set. You ready to roll? Yeah. Okay. Um. What were some other highlights from E3 that that jumped out for you? That you, you know that hey, that's this my uh, this is this is my lane. Fortnite on the Switch. Now my original idea was like 
So you know how you and your friends go in the park, right? Right. Walk in the park. Someone pulls out their Switch, and they're just playing Fortnite, right? Right. Turns out, well, you can't do that because you need an internet connection. Turns out the game is just flat out awful on Nintendo Switch. I feel bad for anyone that ever has to play it just on a Switch. If you're going to play it, play it on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, or One X, or One S, or PC. Because Nintendo Switch is just not a good option. I mean, it's a free game. Right. All you need is a console. Right. So you're just saying from your from from uh from your experience playing is not the best, it's not optimal usage to play it on the Switch. Yes, basically. Can you still like so when you're at home and you know you have the Wi Fi connection, can you still play, you know, Battle Royale and play online, you know? Yes. Okay. And so, what can you play when you're not when you're offline? Is it just story mode or what? Uh, for Fortnite. Yeah, on uh, the Switch. Well, if, you still well you still can't play um, the story mode because story mode you're still playing with other people just with out the battle royale. Okay, so what? Can, how do you play? Like, if you're online when you know you're not connected to the Wi-Fi and you got your Switch and you're just playing it like, let's say we're on a road trip and you're just playing in the car. Like what version are you playing, or are you playing? You just you just shooting the zombies, or what, how does it work? You just can't play it. You can't play, so you have to play it with Wi-Fi connection. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought maybe you could just you know there's a different mode for offline. Okay. So, so the the uh, Fortnite um, Nintendo Switch, you you weren't too hyped about that. That's, that's fair to say. <laughs> no, I I wasn't hyped. I wasn't hyped about it because I knew eventually it was gonna happen anyways. Okay, and now that it's happened, you're not impressed. No. Not at all. Okay. Uh, were there any other E3 highlights that uh, you know that uh, caught your attention? Uh, no, not that I remember. I know the new Splatoon thing came out, but I don't really care about it too much. Okay. You know what I think would be a pretty cool thing if we were able to go to, uh, you know, the E3 conference. So anybody want to sponsor us for next year? You know, we were we would appreciate it. Shoot us up at uh, dad. Can I get a dollar at gmail dot com? And you know, we'll we can work something out because uh, this guy Bizzle is uh, a true gamer, and I think it would be pretty cool just to see all the new games that will be announced and the different, uh, you know, uh, technical folks that the gamers who are out there, the developers, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. You know, it's really interesting to see the evolution of gaming. You know, it's always been popular, but it's, it's growing more and more. And, you know, people really, you know, invest their time and energy into it. And, you know, you have these big conferences and these big announcements and, people look forward to it. So it's like a, you know, uh, a really big deal. So uh, what do you think about that? I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, uh, speaking of conventions, did you know, I saw this at work today when I was walking for lunch, that uh, in downtown Charlotte at the convention center, the Heroes Convention is this weekend. Uh, It's basically like on comic books, I think. Uh, like a comic book convention, Comic Con type. Uh, I have to do a little bit more, but I remember seeing it uh, last year, and I think they had some 
Um, some actors come in. Like I was, I don't know if it was The Walking Dead that they had last year. It was. I might be confusing. Don't quote me on this, but I thought that would be a pretty cool thing to to maybe go through this weekend. But Vizzle and I, we're going out of town, so we won't be able to to do that one. So. Uh, we'll keep that on the back burner. Maybe something we could do. What do you think about that? Would you be interested in like a comic book convention or, you know, um, something like that? Maybe. Not sure. Though. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're not really into. You're not really big into comic books, are you? No. Uh, you remember I tried to get you to start on the Black Panther, the uh, Tanahasi Coates version of the Black Panther, and you know you didn't really jump into it. Why was that? I don't know. I just. I just don't like comic books. Yeah, okay. I mean, you just might. You may get into it later on. Maybe right now, you just not. But I just thought it was pretty interesting with the when we was talking about conventions and whatnot. Um, is there any other announcement game wise, not related to E3, but is there any new games on the horizon that you would, you know, uh, like to? Oh, are you know? Um, our anime that we love to watch, uh, My Hero Academia, is that right? Yeah. Uh, that game is scheduled to be released in around Christmas too, on the Nintendo Switch. Is that right? Yeah. You remember when the game started? So, yeah, that's another one. Uh, we're really big into that anime series. We watch it on Crunchyroll. Man, we just watched uh, two episodes tonight, and we were so geeked up. So. When this game comes out, I'm going to play with him. I usually let him just do his thing. I don't jump into it. But with this one, I'm going to be hyped up. So Bizzle is slowly pulling me back into gaming. You know, I'll, I'll mess around with I'm going to definitely play that My Hero Academia because that's our show that we watch. Uh, but any other, you know, that's the, that's one game we, we know for sure that we, we both are looking forward to. Any other new games that you're looking forward to? Um, 2K19. 2K, NBA 2K19, yes. Um, your boy Bizzle has already hit me up with, Dad, can we pre-order? The pre-order is ready. We can roll. <laughs> he hit me up. He hit me up while I was on vacation the, during uh, last week. And he was like, uh, Dad, hey, how you doing? Hope you're doing good. Can you uh, order NBA 2K? <laughs> I was like, dog, I don't even – let me get back on American Soul before you ask me for some money. <laughs> but he is really excited about that NBA 2K19. Uh, uh, so that'll be another game. So we've already had, what, three games for Christmas. So NBA 2 well, we'll probably get that before Christmas. But Yeah, 2K is not coming out in Christmas. It's coming out like July or something. Or? When, did, when did that come out? I'm going to check that out. Right he had to check. He's going to check the Googles. But it should be coming out pretty soon. In the summer, right? Or at least the fall. I don't know. But Yeah, September 11th. September 11th. So the fall. like right for the yeah. So, yeah, we got some games coming up that we are, you know, going to have to budget. <laughs> uh, because these games on the Switch and the PS4, you know. I'm probably going to get on the PS4, though. The uh, which game? Well, most of them. Most of them, oh, okay. Because I just found PS4 to be a better experience. I keep the Nintendo Switch for like, you know, Nintendo Switch exclusives. No, that the like Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right, Mario Odyssey. Those are the, 
Um, like really good games on there. But My Hero Academia, would that be on PlayStation 4 too? Or? Yeah, it is. It, it is? is? Yes. So you want to get it for the PlayStation 4? Yes. Okay. All right. I thought you wanted it for the Switch. No. Okay. Well, either way, we'll be ready. So, Bizzle, I appreciate the uh, E3 uh, highlights, overview, uh, game that you're looking forward to, man. So, you know, Bizzle, he stays right on top of the gaming. So, he just lets me know which ones I need to buy, and I just get ready to swipe them visas. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Gray. And your boy, Bizzle. And we are back. Um, while we were away, you know, there was a uh, little sporting event, you know, going on, you know, the NBA Finals. And um, before we took our break, you know, we were looking forward to a really competitive series between uh, the Cavs and the Warriors. And so we're back, and the series is over, and it was a sweep. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great series that we maybe hoped for. I don't think a lot of people hope you know, thought it was gonna be a great series. You know, I think we all recognize that the Warriors were supremely uh, talented and and really, you know you know, better than the Cavs, just point blank. But when you have LeBron James on the other side, you never know. And we had uh, a really good game one. LeBron had a all-time finals performance. I think it was like 51 points. Um, He was in the zone. He was hitting shots. The Cavs players were um, – the Cavs, you know, other Cavs were making plays at times. And he was like, man, they if they can steal game one, put a little bit of pressure on the Warriors, we might have a series. And then JR happened. Oh, JR, JR, JR. We love JR. And if you love someone, you got to take the good with the bad. But man, this was bad. Bizzle. When you saw what J.R. Smith, a.k.a. what is he doing, a.k.a. man, you don't have to walk back home, <laughs> a.k.a. hen dog, <laughs> J.R. Henny, like, what was your, just tell me your immediate thoughts when you saw that, like, your initial reaction when you, <laughs> when you saw this, because... Oh, it was crazy. Go ahead. So all I could think of this is what JR was thinking. Oh, I'm going to cast this rebound and run out the clock and we ahead. We won this game. Then he looks at the scoreboard. Actually, you already did it. It was like, do 
just like uh, Homer Simpson. I I think he did not recognize the score. Like he didn't he didn't recognize the um, score. He didn't recognize the time. I think he had a major brain fart at the worst time when the whole sports world is watching. And I feel for players who make those type of mistakes because they really are uh, exceptional athletes. They train hard. They're more skilled than any of us who are sitting on our couch playing coach, playing, you know, GM, thinking we know what's best and stuff. But, you know, those guys put in time and work. But to see a play like that at that crucial moment, it's like, ah. And we don't know if he would have got the shot off, if he would have, you know, got the rebound and tried to go up because KD was right there in front of him. But when he went back to the three-point line, Brian was, like, at the top of the key. He was open, and it was still, you know, still time. He could have passed it to Brian. Brian could have had an open shot. Boom, you know. Go back to George Hill. If he hits their free throws, it's a, you know, it's a moot point, you know. So the Cavs had plenty of opportunity to steal game one. And the way they lost, it was so tough. You just knew they couldn't come back from that. And they did not. They played, you know, they played some uh, game two was a blowout. Uh, Game three was a close one. But KD, similar to last, last year when he hit, that same shot, exactly that same spot to seal the game, you know, it's tough. When my get, my you, only question for that is, why didn't you do this in OKC? Ooh, that's a great point. Why didn't he? Um, well, the Warriors are a better team collectively than what he had in Oklahoma City. Um Maybe the environment is better. Maybe he feels like it's less pressure because he can – if he has an off night, you still have Clay, You still have Steph. You have Draymond, you know. In OKC, if he has an off night, you know, it, it really it, – you know, it really impacts them. Russ can do it, but he – you know, he's kind of up and down. So maybe that plays a part. I don't know, man. But – he hit those shots when they needed them. And because uh, Steph, he struggled in game three. He was like one from 10 shooting from three. Um, so the Warriors have a great option in Kevin Durant. It's like when all else fail, break glass. And, you know, in case of emergency, break glass. And that's Kevin Durant. And he's a seven foot shooting guard that can get any shot he wants. The slippery snake. The slippery snake. Bills is still hot that he left OKC, but you know, um, and you know, Brian, he did what he could do. He got swept, and the the Brian haters, they coming out the woodwork. They were ready, boy. They had their drafts set, and as soon as the clock hit zero zero zero. After game four, they were firing off the jokes. And, I mean, that's what we do. We fire off these jokes. Anybody can get it. So I understand it. But, man, some of the irrational uh, hate, irrational logic, I just don't get it. This dude carried a team 
that otherwise wouldn't even make the playoffs. He hit the big shots. He put guys in position to make plays. They made plays throughout the series, throughout the playoffs, but in this series, they didn't come through. And you can't beat one on five. You just can't do it. You got to have some help. Um, there were some things LeBron could have done better. Uh, a lot of people think after game one, you know, he could have been more of a, all right, guys, let's pick ourselves up. But I think he invested so much time, so much energy, and he know how rare it is to steal a game like this from Golden State. He felt, he felt, you know, frustrated. And he took that frustration out on his hand on a, I think, a, on a wall or blackboard or something and damaged his arm, I mean, his hand. I don't think that was the best uh, course of action, <laughs> the smartest thing to do. But even still, he played through that, and he still got buckets. He still – so it's crazy. So what pretty much transpired, Golden State Warriors, you know, won the title as predicted by 98% of the people. <laughs> but that's done and over with. We're on to uh, the next. And that next thing is – where is LeBron James going? He's a free agent. You know, where he has the option to opt out of his contract, which he most likely will most likely will do. So he has some options out here. Bizzle. Um, where should LeBron go? The potential suitors out there, the Los Angeles Lakers, they have cap space. They've been, you know, preparing uh, and, and getting things in order to Make a pitch to LeBron. You got the Houston Rockets, who took the Warriors to a game seven. Might have won that series if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Does he go there? Does he take a look at Philly with those young boys? The process. Does he help complete the process? Does he do the unthinkable and go to Boston, who are even more ready to take that next step? What about San Antonio? Greg Popovich, Kawhi Leonard, sounds enticing. Oh, don't forget Miami. His boy, Dwayne Wade's back home. LeBron, he likes South Beach. It's a lot warmer than Cleveland. He got some options. What you think, Bizzle? So I have some reasons why LeBron wouldn't go to Philly. Okay. Or why if he did go to Philly, it wouldn't be a good idea. Okay. Mostly because of how him and Ben Simmons wouldn't work. Okay, you said they wouldn't work because? Mostly because when LeBron's handling the ball, he has Kyle Korver, Jarrett Smith, and Greg Hill for, like, his perimeter shooters. I mean, yeah, George Hill. Yeah, for the yeah. uh But with Ben Simmons, if if LeBron's driven up the court, Ben Simmons isn't going to be there. And other defenders know that Ben Simmons isn't – Six inches away from the mm-hmm. hoop, he's not going to score. Yeah, he's definitely so, not a shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And another thing is, it will just kind of just shut down the development of, you know, the younger people, such as, you know, Ben Simmons, Mark L. Fultz, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, Embiid, you know? Yeah, I'm not really sure about Embiid, though. It's because, one, they want to get as much exposure because, you know, you got LeBron there. Mm-hmm. How would you give the ball to someone like Marco? 
like Joel Embiid when you have LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I think it will just like mess up the process a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if they, but if they do do that, I don't think it will be too good of an idea. You know, so you feel like bringing in LeBron, uh, you want to let those young guys grow and develop. And you bring in LeBron, that cha- it shifts it. it. It shifts that development for them. Uh, that's a good, you know, a lot of people have that same point. They, they you know, think that you got to let them young boys grow on their own. If you bring LeBron in there, it's like having a um, – it's like having uh, um, like the, the cheat sheet, you know, the cheat code. <laughs> uh, and then you got to wonder how many years does LeBron have left playing at the elite level? He's in year 15, I think now. So, I mean, the dude is amazing. So he can do pretty much anything he wants. But do you, you know, invest four years into, you know, a older LeBron, or do you trust your young guys just to get better? What do you think about this? Like, do you think he should leave Cleveland? Do you think he should just take the, you know, take the lumps with this roster that he has, trust the general manager, Kobe Allman and Dan Gilbert to get it done in Cleveland? Or do you, let's start there. Do you think he, do you think LeBron should leave Cleveland? Yes or no? Yes, because with the team that that's around him in Cleveland, he has no help at all. So if he left, I want to be very mad at him. Okay. But but with Kevin Durant, he had Russell Westbrook. Why would you leave Russell Westbrook when mm-hmm. you were up three one? Mm-hmm. That's partially your fault for losing. Losing. Mm-hmm. I I feel you, man. I feel you on that. So if you say Yes, it's okay. Leave Cleveland. Where should he go? But you say no, no to Philly. Where, where would you like for him to go? So, are we talking about like what would be realistic or? Give me the real. <laughs> give me the realistic choice where he should go, and then give me your man. If I had one wish <laughs> from the genie in the bottle. The genie from the lamp, I could, I could get, I could make. He could go there. So give me the, the realistic one, and then give me the, you know, the wish one. Okay, the most realistic would probably be. Let me think about this. So I have like five on my list: Houston, Boston. You got to pick one. I know. I'm just okay. Go ahead. I'm one. sorry. Go ahead. Go give Houston, me a list. Houston, Boston, then he mate. Stay with Cleveland, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we got um L.A. Mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. Okay, so out of that group, where do you think he? Can go? So I don't think L.A. because I think they're already getting Paul George. Well, that's the thing; they have enough cap space to get two. And LeBron, if he goes to L.A., the rationale is that he would want another superstar to to be paired up with. So he wouldn't just go there with a bunch of young boys that they got. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I think it's the most realistic might be Boston. Pair up with Kyrie again. <laughs> Kyrie would be like, man, I'm trying to get away from you, and you keep coming back. I can't get away, man. 
Now that would be her. I don't want to say hilarious, but that would be crazy story. Kyrie's been trying to get his own team. He's trying to be the. He's trying to be the man. He's trying to get out of LeBron's shadow, and then here come LeBron again. I think he would ask for a trade from Boston. <laughs> he was like, just get me out of here, man. Just send me anywhere. I just do not want to be anywhere near this guy. You ever be like that? Like, man, I don't care where I had to go. I just don't want to be next to that dude. That's Kyrie if he, if Brian goes to Boston somehow. But they have a lot of young talent. They have assets, and they could do a trade because uh, Cleveland – would rather do like a sign and trade than to let LeBron leave as a you know straight free agent and they don't get anything in return, which further hinders their rebuilding process. So, you know, that's why Boston is a viable, you know, could be a viable option. Um so you still haven't decided which one your realistic one. Yeah, Boston. Boston. But, okay, my bad. You did say Boston. Boston. Okay, so Bizzle is on the record and saying that LeBron James will end up in Boston. So when LeBron makes his decision and if he goes to Boston, I need everyone to listen to this episode to remember that Bizzle called it. He called it first. Uh, so where's your dream scenario? What what would be your dream scenario for Brian to go to for you as a just a pure basketball fan? All right, I have two. Or as a homer for your team. <laughs> I have two. I have two teams. Okay. Toronto and Minnesota. Now Toronto oh. <laughs> is not very realistic because of the cap room that they already have. Yeah. But check this. So they can they can trade Kyle Raleigh. Kyle Lowry for for somebody that's a little bit younger and somebody that doesn't have too much cap space. So let's say maybe a long shot like Jamal Murray. From Denver. Yeah, I like him. He's a good player. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. So let's say that that would free up like a bunch of cap space. Like a bunch. I don't know if it's free up enough for LeBron though because LeBron's going to command the uh, maximum. So like $36 Uh, they would have to do a lot of um, a lot of dealings to make it work. But in your dream scenario, we're not worried about cat space. We're not worried about all that. We just think it'll be cool if he ended up here. So Toronto is is a spot you think it'll be cool if he could go there. So just imagine this lineup: Jamal Murray, point guard; Demar Derozan, shooting guard; LeBron James, small forward; Serge Ibaka, power forward; and Jonas Valanciunas, center. Mm. Did you, did you throw DeRozan in there? You got DeRozan in there? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. That squad would be tough, really tough. Then we go over to Minnesota, which is way less realistic. So this is his. That's it. Should be noted, the Minnesota Timberwolves is Bizzle's favorite team, so he's being a homer right now. And (laughs) under this scenario, wishing that LeBron James ended up in Minnesota, (laughs) but continue. We just okay, had to put that so out there. So Jeff Teague, trade him for somebody like I don't know what's a like mid tier. <laughs> he said uh, a mid tier uh, point guard. Uh, Jeff Teague for Ricky Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bring, bring, bring him back, hey, to, bring Minnesota. Him back to Minnesota. <laughs> so Ricky Rubio, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, 
for a small forward, then LeBron for power forward, and then we got um, Kyle Anthony Towns. Woo! That's a beast lineup, bro. Under that dream scenario, that would be great. Um, but it's not going to happen, though. No. But, you know, it's fun to play along. If it did, I would be thankful. I think if that happened, Bizzle would really, uh, really uh, plea, make a plea for us to move to Minnesota. I think he would. I think he would like, Dad, let's move to Minnesota. LeBron's there. We can go there, too. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, my company does have offices up there. But I'm like, nah, it's too cold, bro. It's too cold. But Minneapolis is a beautiful city. It is a beautiful city, but uh, no thank you. Um, Home of the good Kevin Love. Yes. I mean, they were still bad, but he had good numbers on a bad team. But, you know, when that pressure's on you, you know, it's a little bit different when you're playing the good teams in the playoffs. But I digress. Um, my pick, I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to say LeBron James will leave Cleveland and he will go to the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it. I think he wants to remain in the Eastern Conference. He wants to be with some talented young players who have some fight, who have some toughness about them. I believe Embiid and Simmons do have that uh, about them. In the playoffs this season, it just didn't work out for them. They they just didn't know what to do. And if you got someone like LeBron who can kind of guide them and teach them, I think LeBron wants to pass the mantle on to someone. And he's always been a selfless type of player. So I think he could fit in with a rim protector with Embiid who can uh, block shots, uh, run the floor and shoot threes. Simmons, who has an all around, you know, he passes, you know, passes just like LeBron, 6'10". He has to work on the shot. You got Covington, a shooter. Uh, They could could finagle some way to get some role players to, to make it work. But I think he would really want to stay in the East, have a chance to win, and uh, be with some young guys who got some talent. Um, that's my prediction. My dream scenario, and I, I read, I, I was listening to uh, uh, Undisputed, and they threw this scenario out there. Kevin Durant is a free agent. But they, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sign with Golden State. There's no problem. We're not, we're not gonna go there. You know, we're not gonna have any issues. But what if LeBron and Kevin Durant signed with the Lakers, bro? Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball. Let's go. Kyle Kuzma wasn't wouldn't even be in the starting lineup anymore. Well, he comes off the bench now, but I think he would. I'm just saying those are those are some guys I w- I would like look that would be a tough lineup at at any point they throw uh, out there with with you know it might be that might be their death lineup that they 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 put away teams with. that would be crazy LeBron and Kevin Durant in L A I'm not a Lakers fan I'm a Brian fan so I would be I would pull up to the scene like what's up. <laughs> I know I'm not invited to the party, but I'm here because LeBron here. <laughs> That's as a LeBron fan. Wherever he goes, 
we're gonna show up. So y'all might not like us. Y'all might say, "Man, here y'all, here y'all go, here y'all come." I'm like, "Yep, that's it." Brian invited us here, so I'm here. What you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer right along with you. Uh, so that would be fun. But you know what? Also, will make it even more sweeter if it does happen. If LeBron goes to the Lakers, and let's say he wins the title, you know what they would do? They would bring me so much joy. Because LeBron will win another title, but at the same time, it would crush these Kobe stands that are out here. Because Brian would have brought another title to LA, and Kobe is retired, and he can't do nothing about it. They love Kobe. They love Kobe so much, and it would eat them up inside if LeBron came back and restored the Lakers to glory by bringing the title. Oh, oh, what a sweet day that would be! I would love it. I would relish in it. I would oh Bizzle, I would I would go to I would go to Cal we would go to LA to celebrate. To celebrate Braun and also to celebrate Kobe fans having to take it. Bizzle, you know my heart. I cannot stand Kobe fans. They're irrational. They hold their guy to high esteem. Don't get me wrong, Kobe Bryant's a great player. He's just not in the discussion of top five. But Kobe fans love him. I don't understand it, but they love him. That's their guy. But I would take LeBron James any day on my team than Kobe Bryant. And it's really interesting how it's turned into this LeBron versus Kobe, this, you know, um, battle you know, especially in social media with their fans. Kobe fans love to say he has the the toughness. LeBron is scared. Kobe would have did this. Kobe Kobe was selfish. Kobe jacked up shots. Kobe was a bad teammate. Kobe snitched on Shaq. Kobe man, it's so much it's so much stuff. And how do you name yourself the black how do you give yourself your own nickname, the black mama? That is a major violation in itself, giving your giving your own giving yourself your own nickname. Come on, man. Who who does that, man? But that's their boy. They love him. That's their boy. And they look at us too, like y'all worship Brian. He hasn't done. He has six losses. Blah 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 blah. But you tell me what Kobe Bryant would have done with that team in Cleveland. You know what he would have done? He would have been out the playoffs just like he was out the playoffs. In the lake with the Lakers when Shaq left. And then they when he the following year, I think they went to the first round and lost. And he quit on them in Phoenix. And then they get a great trade in Paul Gasol. Andrew Bynum developed, becomes a really solid big man. Lamar Odom, Ron Artest. So don't give me this like Kobe uh did it all himself, please. I'm sorry. This is my Kobe rant. Kobe stands, I, I, you know, there's something else. And they probably talk about us bronze fans, but, you know, it is what it is. This is my show, and I can go off. Bizzle, what's your take on these Kobe guys, man, these Kobe fans? You were young. You didn't really see Kobe. You know, he re- – well, Kobe retired, what, about two years ago? So you, you still could see him, but he was definitely on the – you know, he was on the decline. You didn't see him in his prime, but – as an outside observer, what what you think? <laughs> Be gone. Be gone. Thank you. 
This is why I rock with this dude. He's of my own heart. Kobe stands, be gone. You're not welcome here. You're banished from dad. Can I get a talk? No, I'm just kidding. Y'all listen to it. We know we're just having a good time, but LeBron's my guy, so I'm going to rock with him. Y'all Kobe guys, y'all stick where y'all got. But if LeBron comes to L.A. and he brings the title, ooh, buddy, ooh, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today because we're going to be coming with our Brian. <laughs> we are witnesses T-shirts in that purple and gold. So L.A., be ready. He's on his way, he's going to Hollywood, he's busting it to Hollywood. Showing the way, he's moving to Hollywood, he's hopping it to Hollywood. He's on his way, he's going to Hollywood, he's busting it to Hollywood. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Gray. And your boy, Bizzle. And we are about to dive into story time with Bizzle. Yeah. All right. So, normal day. Go to Walmart, you know, get some eggs, get some um, milk. Well, you know, milk for pancakes and stuff like that. So, I walk, I walk past, you know, looking for, like, cards and stuff for, like, Father's Day, right? So... I come across a shirt that says Dab for Freedom. Now, I didn't know this, but my cousin Malik has one of these shirts. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Basically, it was a bald eagle dabbing. Now, my original my original um, reaction to this was, am I physically dreaming? Is this the type of dream that I don't know about? Then I pinched myself. Didn't notice that it wasn't a dream. It was a reality. I then went into a... This is America. (laughs) I then went into a mental breakdown. I was like, this is is the peak of humanity. Why are we still here? I don't know if that's the peak of humanity, but it is funny how our culture gets... uh, you know, appropriated basically. You know, Dab was a dance created by young black kids um, in Atlanta, just having the fun. Uh, it went viral. And then uh, Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers quarterback, who is from Atlanta, you know, he does the Dab. And that season, the Carolina Panthers went like 15 and 1, so they were getting major press. I still choked in the plants. Hey, hey, why are you bringing up old stuff, my guy? Why are you bringing up old stuff? But during their success, you know, that season, the dab just got even more popular and more mainstream. And so it reached a fever pitch. And you got news anchors dabbing. You got grandmas dabbing. You got old kids. You got young kids. You got old people. You got everybody's dabbing, you know. So it became very popular. And now that culmination is you have a dab for freedom t-shirt at Walmart. And I'm like, wow. And Bizzle had a, a pretty good uh, reaction. He's like, what is going on? Like, is this, is this where we are now? Dabbing. What does that even mean? Dabbing for freedom. How are you going to 
how are you going to add some patriotism to the dab? Like, we're just trying to dab. We're just trying to dance and have a good time. How y'all going to put a bald eagle in a wrapped in American flag? And, like, I don't get that. Like, and, but the big thing is someone is capitalizing on it. Somebody's going to buy that shirt. Someone has already capitalized that shirt because they came up with the idea. They created the shirt. They pitched it. And it's up in stores at Walmart for mass distribution. Like, that is that is wild. That is wild to me. And the originators, the creators of the dab, some 14 or 15-year-old uh, kid in Atlanta who was messing around with their friends, having a good time, is not getting any equity in this. <laughs> and that's kind of like, this is America. Somebody takes your stuff and uses it and takes advantage of it and makes money off of it. I thought there were supposed to be rules against that type of stuff. There are, but you got to have a good team of lawyers <laughs> and the wherewithal to, you know, to, to take those necessary steps because people will take your ideas and run with it. But dabbing for freedom. So did you buy this shirt? No. Okay. I was about to say, <laughs> I don't know if I... If you would have brought that shirt home, I don't know what. I just don't know, man. <laughs> and you said it, it was like a bald eagle. Describe it again. It was a bald eagle dabbing with like a shirt. It was like the American flag. Y'all, this is I, this, this is, is America. This is America. <laughs> Get your money, black man. Get your money. <laughs> Because America's out here is wilding, bro. Dab for freedom. Take me to Canada. I, I <laughs> he wants, the business wants to go to Canada. <laughs> nah, man. we can't go to Oh, man, that's wild. Dabbing for freedom. That's a new one. I thought I, I thought I heard it all, but that was a new one. Just when you think you've heard it all, you really have not. So, Bizzle, uh, dabbing for freedom out here. Flossing. Are y'all doing, are y'all going to, is that going to be next one? Flossing for freedom? You know, that's what they, the young kids are doing that dance, the floss dance. So, are y'all going to floss for freedom? Maybe. Maybe. Wherever yeah. this dance is called. Yeah. What's going to be a new dance? How about that? Like, what's the what's the new dance? Do you know? I don't know. The shoot? The shoot? Yeah, the blackboard JB. Shoot. Shoot. That's pretty high. Everybody's been doing that. I seen little kids do that. I seen, like, a video of a little dude. He was, like, on a boat or something. And he was killing it. Um, But... Man, you never know what's next out here in these streets, but this is America. Bizzle, thanks for that uh, story time.
What's up, guys? It's your boy, Gray. And your boy, Bizzle. And we want to thank you again for tuning in to the Dad Can I Get a Dollar podcast. Um, we're glad to be back in the studio. Um, we are just excited to um, just bring good content for you guys. Um, you can listen to us on uh, Google Play, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Um, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Cast Box. I pronounced it wrong on the last episode, but it's actually Cast Box. And now we are also available on Stitcher and Radio Public. So please subscribe, listen to um, on any of those platforms, whichever one is best for you. Uh, please subscribe. Please listen in. Spread the word. We really appreciate it. Also, uh, send us a shout out. Send us an email. You can send us a, a email at dadcanagetadollar at gmail.com. Um, choose a, a message. We will shout you out because we appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. And uh, we want to let you know that um, we, we got love for you. Um, also, we are. We have a Twitter. Remember, I remember this time a Twitter. Uh, dad is that Dad Dollar. So hollow at us on Twitter, and we will. This is breaking news, Bizzle. We will have a Instagram page for Dad. Can I get a dollar? So that's gonna be coming soon. So we just got some stuff in the works. We ready to um, you know really turn up this summer. Uh, give you good. Um, good episodes to to get you ready for um, this this summer. Eighteen, it's gonna be a good summer, Bizzle. You ready for a good summer, man? Yes. What are some highlights for you? What um, what are some things that you're looking forward to this summer? It's a lot of things that we already covered before, but Maya Hero wants justice. Two K nineteen, Smash Five or Smash Ultimate, then uh. The decision. Yes, yes. LeBron decision three. <laughs> uh, trips. We got more trips. Bizzle uh, has a trip planned for July, Las Vegas. Uh, you know, big things, big things going on. Big things going on. Finally, I'll get to go to In-N-Out Burger for the first time in my entire life. And like I said before in the second episode or third episode, in and out is trash, bro. <laughs> Just my opinion. Just my opinion. But when you go out there to Vegas, you can try and see for yourself if you like it. But uh, that's just me, my guy. Uh, last last thing before we leave uh, in closing, Bill, did you hear about this IHOP uh, name change from IHOP to IHOP, which would stand for the International House of Burgers? What are they doing? Please change it back. I've never in my life gone to IHOP wanting a burger. I go to IHOP because I want breakfast. I want a sandwich. I want a breakfast sandwich maybe or something. But pancakes is, you know, pretty high on the list. So I thought maybe the B would stand for breakfast. You know, they want to be, you know, maybe a broader, you know, broader name, you know, with in the house, International House of Breakfast, but this International House of Burgers, 
I don't get it. I think it was just a ploy, like a social media ploy. They wanted to go viral. And we, and we talked about it. You know, everybody's talking about it. But will you go to IHOP like, man, give me a burger? No, 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 and no. No, 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 no. We're not going to IHOP for no burgers. We're going for pancakes and something. But definitely not no burgers. But that's how it is. That's how it is in the field. Anything else you got, my guy? No, I'm good. You good? Well, we good. Okay. And we out. We holler at y'all. Peace. Yeah, I be getting to the money. Everybody.